Do you ever feel thrown or confused when it comes to what you thought God had for you? Or maybe you've never felt like you knew what God's purpose for you was. Our guest today, Hope Reagan Harris, is a sweet friend of mine, and she says this, you could keep waiting for the life you want, or you could embrace God's purpose in the life that you have. You know that I am all about talking about purpose. This is literally the She Lives Purposely podcast. And we always say there is a purpose in every day, in every person, in every season, and that really we all share a big purpose of glorifying God, loving God, and loving others. This is why I love Hope's message and her new book, Purpose Doesn't Pause So Much. And today we are talking about all about your purpose, when it's confusing, and how it doesn't pause. Your purpose doesn't pause in those confusing seasons. And at the end of this episode, I am going to be answering your questions that you write into our Dear Meg segment. Today's question is about struggling to put your anxiety on Jesus, even when we know he has a plan. And friend, before we get going, I just want to pause for a moment to say thank you for listening. It means the world. I don't take it lightly that you are here listening to today's episode. If you like the She Lives Purposely podcast, it would mean so much and help the podcast so much if you would leave a review, if you would share it with a friend in your favorite group chat or on social media, if you would um, subscribe, if you're not already subscribed, all the things. Thank you for being here. I love this community that we have together here on the She Lives Purposely podcast, and I'm so thankful for you. All right, friends, this episode is brought to you by Faithful Counseling, a certified Christian counselor is a great place to get therapy from a biblical perspective. This podcast is sponsored by Faithful Counseling. I have gone to counseling with a solid Christian counselor and it changed my life and really helped me to better work through the things that I'm going through with the Lord. Faithful Counseling is a BetterHelp partner that is an online Christian counseling service. Faithful Counseling matches you with your own licensed professional therapist, who is a practicing Christian, which is such a must. You can send a message to your counselor and schedule video or phone sessions. You can also easily and freely change counselors until you find the right fit for you. She Lives Purposely podcast listeners also get 10% off of your first month. That's 10% off of your first month, and it's already more affordable than traditional offline counseling. Visit faithfulcounseling.com backslash she lives purposefully. That's faithfulcounseling.com backslash she lives purposefully for 10% off professional faith based counseling. Faithfulcounseling.com backslash she lives purposefully for 10% off professional faith based counseling. Thanks again to Faithful Counseling for sponsoring this episode. Hey friend, I'm Megan Edmonds, and I am so glad that you're here joining me on the She Lives Purposefully podcast, a place where we are encouraged and equipped in our walks with Christ, in knowing our purpose, and in living purposefully as Christian women. I am so thankful that we get to do this life to seek God and honor Him together. Hope, my friend, welcome back to the She Lives Purposefully podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Um, You've been on the podcast, I think, 
definitely once, maybe twice before. <laughs> yeah. And you are always such a loved guest. But for those who might not know you, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Of course, Megan, I am so happy to be back. I've been looking forward to this all week. Um, so guys, if you have not heard of a previous episode, a little bit about me. My name is Hope. I am a wife to my husband, Will. We just hit six years of marriage. I know we dated long distance all through college, which is crazy. Um, we just had our baby girl in January, Remy Claire. She has literally changed our world. She is spunky. She is fun. And she keeps us on our feet. Um, and I also work full-time for Uversion as a product owner. So enhancing the Bible app that most of you guys probably use on a daily basis. And then um, on the side, I love to encourage women and uh, write words for you that are sometimes bundled up in a book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. I love that. And you just got this job with you version. You just started working with them, which is so yes. cool and such an answer to prayer too. That's so incredible. I know I still like have to pinch myself. Even this morning, I'm like, I get to do this. Like this is a three plus year answered prayer. And I have to constantly remind myself like, God has been so faithful just with my like daily job. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that. Okay, so let's just dive in. We are talking about being confused in purpose and how your purpose doesn't pause, which is your new book that is coming out so soon. Yes. Oh, I We talked about this before we started recording too, but when I tell you, like, it is so funny because, you know, this is the She Lives Purposely podcast. We talk about purpose <laughs> yeah. all the time purpose is something that I'm so passionate about and living purposefully. But in reading this book, like, I feel like all that to say, I guess, sometimes I feel like, okay, I know purpose, but in reading this book, like it was so needed for me at the time that I read it. I'm so thankful to have had like early access reads to it. It is so powerful. And I think it just hits a message that so many of us need, especially just, I feel like in this Christian culture, Gen Z millennials, like it's just yeah. so important. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the message of the book as a whole, and then we can just kind of dive into, dive into it. Sounds great. And guys, Megan was so kind. She read the whole book unedited version <laughs> to give an endorsement. So like, if you guys ever wanted to know the type of friend Megan is, she will do whatever she can to help you out. So I so appreciate you reading it and just saying those words about it. But really, my heart behind the book, Megan, I was in this season of confusion and not just like a season, like years of confusion. And um, I was trying to figure out I had a devotional come out and I knew that I had another book in me. I absolutely love encouraging women through words. And I was trying to think through like, what am I going to write about? And one day I remember praying this really bold prayer. I was like, Lord, just break my heart for what breaks yours. And after I prayed that prayer, he, you know, over a few weeks revealed to me, like, hope you're in a season of confusion. You are doubting your purpose. You are depressed because you have put your worth in things that do not come from me. Like that breaks my heart. And from there I started writing, um, purpose doesn't pause. And really, you know, one day I'll, I'll never forget. I was at a breaking point. I was, um, had been really climbing in my career. I was in the corporate world right after college for six years. Like Megan just said, I just stepped into this ministry 
role. And um, I had really just put my worth in climbing the corporate ladder, like more, you know, a bigger title, more money. And the more and more I acquired, the less and less fulfilled I felt, which was very interesting. And I finally reached this point where I just felt so confused. This guy, we had had a reorg in um, my, the corporation that I was working for. And suddenly my boss was this guy who didn't know me. And up to this point, you know, kind of been pulled by mentors and shoulder tapped, like, Hope, come do this for us. Come here. And finally, I was underneath this guy who was like, I don't understand what your skill set is. I don't understand why you were hired for this role. And quite frankly, Hope, I don't know what to do with you. And Megan, I literally, I mean, for someone whose worth was in climbing and the title and the money and what I did, suddenly I'm like, do I have a purpose? What am I doing here? And I remember one day telling a mentor through tears, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to leave this company. I don't know what I'm going to do next. And my mentor said, Hope, you're not stuck. You just think you are. And in that moment, I started realizing I wasn't stuck. And I could find a way forward. And really that way forward, which I talk a lot about it in the book, is reading God's word and being rooted on who he says we are, not what we do. And so that was really my heart behind it was to encourage other women. As I started talking to other 20-somethings, even 30-somethings, I would tell them this journey that I'd been on with feeling stifled and confused and overwhelmed and depressed. And they were all like, me too. I have felt the same way, Hope, and I'm in that same season right now, a lot of them. And so I really wanted to help help people break free and break free from the chains that God has already came and like broken them out of. I really wanted them to find freedom uh, from the very thing that's holding them back because confusion held me back for way too long. And I don't want anyone else sitting in that. Yeah. I love this topic so much because I, I think what you said is so true, like how our confusion and also our worth can kind of go hand in hand. Like if we have our worth in the wrong place and even have a misperception of what purpose is, then we are going to be so confused. Um, so I love that. And something you write at the beginning of your book, you said this, I started to believe that God has had positioned me in that position on purpose for a purpose and i love that so much because it really starts to shape like okay my purpose isn't necessarily my end goal what i want to be my purpose is to and you write this too like to love god and to love other people and you know a big verse that we have at she lives purposefully is ephesians 2 10 and it talks about how we were created in christ jesus for good works and mm -hmm. we can always be doing those things like no matter where we're at um so i i just i love this whole message so much i love it oh my gosh no and I'm with you on just talking about that your purpose, it's not a like it's wherever you are. And one thing that my boss has challenged me recently, because I'm still learning, you know, like as I wrote this book, I felt more and more confused. And I think sometimes that's how the enemy works, but God uses it for his good because I was able to sit in the trenches with the person that's reading as I was writing. But one thing that my boss said to me recently that I think hits home on this is he was like, Hey, Hope, I want to challenge you. Like, this is never everything that you're doing. I'm noticing that's like very tactical, just trying to check things off. And that's just how I work. It's like, okay, I'm going to check this off. I'm going to do this. And he was like, you know, until we're in heaven, like this is not 
brought to completion. And I think that is so relevant with our purpose too. I think sometimes we're confused because we're like, we haven't arrived yet or we're trying to arrive. And your purpose is just that foundational piece that it's just there every day. And once we're in heaven, that's when it'll finally be brought to completion. But until then, every single day, we've got this urgency and this need to like love God and love people exactly where we are. And our purpose is just who, you know, who we are, not what we do. It's who, it's like who we love, the God that we serve wherever he's placed us. And I think for so long, I was so confused thinking that purpose would be an arrive. I would arrive at my purpose when I was in a ministry role. And guess what, guys, I'm in a ministry role now. And there are still some days that I'm confused and questioning my purpose. Or I thought, you know, my purpose will be fulfilled when I get that title at work. Guess what? I got that title at work and I never had felt so empty or my purpose is when I'm in a home and I'm able to um, have my family, you know, in, in this place that I've always dreamed of. And then you get the home and you're like, what's next? But your purpose you don't have to wonder what's next because it's pressing play in your everyday and not living life on pause. I think that's so good. I feel like so often, and I think too, like you were saying, you were confused about it. And I feel like it is because we do so often push this idea and this message that our purpose is in what we do. But I feel like if we do hold that idea, like you said, like we really actually start to miss out on the purpose that we have here and now. And like you're talking about in the book too, like our purpose doesn't pause. Like it's not waiting for us to reach a certain point to get to that place necessarily. You know, we're always being able to live in what God has called us to today. Um, so I, I just think that's so good. And I feel like too, it really has got me thinking about how I feel like in scripture so mm -hmm. often, we don't necessarily see different people in scripture, like chasing their purpose. We really just see them seeking the Lord and following the Lord. Like thinking of even Joseph, like he went through so many different things. Um, went through betrayal, went through being wrongly accused of something. And then, you know, he's in prison and then he gets out of prison and now he's leading. And it wasn't a game plan that he had. None of right. that was, but he was just following the Lord and like the right next steps that he had for him and truly like living out what he was called to do every single day. And the Lord brought him to that place. But I, I do think, and I wonder like if you agree and like could elaborate on this too, is like, do you think when we're so focused on maybe what we could attain that we actually lose sight of like what the Lord has in front of us right now? Oh my gosh. Yes. And I have even have caught myself there. I was telling you before we were recording, I've caught myself even with the book, you know, I know in my heart that the Lord gave me this message and that he's going to get it in the hands that he planned and prepared even before I was born. And I was telling Megan a little bit about a conversation that I had with my husband of just um, getting really focused on trying to steward well this book, but then in between the steward stewarding, you know, there's also striving and it's that tension in between. And we were, we were talking a little bit about that. And I think the other day um, over the weekend, after I'd had that conversation with my husband, I kind of had this word that was brought to me and it was the quantity never qualified you. Mm -hmm. And I think in our world today, I mean, Data and numbers are everything. And, you know, I was actually after a run this morning, I was in a shower kind of thinking about things and I started realizing too, like 
nothing on this earth that God could give us is greater than the eternal life that we are, that's already set in stone that we're already working towards every day. Like we're living forever. And like that starts now. And I think like you're saying, I look at stories in the Bible, like you mentioned, Joseph, and I, I think about David, you know, for me, um, I am an Enneagram three. I'm very much like, go, go, go. What can I achieve? I'm going to work hard. Like I, I absolutely love working and all these things. But I think about David and, you know, Samuel came and went to David's dad and David's dad literally showed Samuel every single brother before David. So imagine mm -hmm. that first of all, before you're anointed as king, you know that your dad has been like, you're my last pick out of all of my sons. So then, you know, Samuel's like, hey, none of these, do you have any other sons? And he's like, you know what? Yep, David, he's out, he's out in the fields. Let me call him in. And David comes in and Samuel in that moment anoints Samuel and was like, hey, Samuel, you're going to be the next king of Israel. But then something kind of crazy happens after that. He doesn't go to the throne. He spends 15 years back tending the sheep. And I can only imagine, and I wrote about some of this in my book, but I can only imagine, you know, at times David being like, thought I was the king of Israel. Like, what do sheep and like hanging out over here having for 15 years have to do with me going and sitting on the, the throne that you've promised me? And I think that's so true in our daily life. You know, it's so easy to get fixated on that end goal and often a, a worldly end goal, you know, like being a best-selling author or reaching that specific title at work or making six figures or mm -hmm. buying your dream car or going on that vacation that we can lose sight of the daily moments that are really like what matters and the things in the private that are preparing us for where he'll ultimately lead us. And when I really look back at um, all the stories that I was able to write in the book, a lot of them were private moments that I had never shared before that were kind of behind the curtain moments that have led me to being where I am today. And had I not had those moments of preparation, I wouldn't be able to step in. And, um, you know, like you're saying, I think it's so easy to get focused on the end goal. I, I think of, um, this is kind of a crazy story, Megan, but when I was uh, in college, I studied abroad in Switzerland and I really wanted to run this half marathon. So like, I was literally focused on the race and the end goal was running 13.1 miles. So focused on it that I didn't do my training because I was like, I'll just show up and do it that day. Well, long story short, I started running the half marathon and I'm like, things are not going well. Like I am not feeling good. I remember looking at my friend at mile six and I'm like, I think I need to stop. And she's like, no hope, keep going, keep going. So I kept going. As soon as I found like myself at the finish line and saw the finish line, Megan, like I wasn't even crossing it yet. I legitimately passed out. Like I have no memory of it, but I, I say that example of, I was so focused on the end goal of completing mm -hmm. that race that I took a shortcut in my training. I wasn't doing the steps that I, like I wasn't following the plan. I wasn't showing up for what I needed to be doing in my everyday training. And I think so often we can get focused on this end goal of our purpose being a position or something that um, is what we do, yeah. that we forget that it's really who we are and how we show up in our, our everyday lives. And we, we kind of lose sight of it just being a moment and a movement rather than just a final destination and yeah. something that we're, you know, 
that we want to attain, but we forget that we already have it every single day. Oh, that is so good. What you just said, like, we're always striving to attain this, but we forget that we have it every single day. That's so good. I love to just you talking about preparation. And I feel like that even applies to like the Joseph example too, where he's like in prison for so long. And then eventually he runs into the people that betrayed him and forgives them. And it's like, you know, I remember talking to my friend about this years ago, thinking through, like, I wonder if all those years in prison, like sitting alone with the Lord had given him the ability to later on actually forgive the people who betrayed him so intensely. That's so um, good. And then to be able to kind of step into it. And even, I mean, like bringing up David is so good. And even like Jesus too, who was just working practically and then only spent three technical years like in ministry. Yeah. Like, you know, and there is almost this, this season that might come and will come before our like quote unquote purpose that we imagine it to be. But I think like with Joseph and with David, if we're so focused on that, like you said, we lose sight of what the Lord has before us today. We lose sight of the preparation that God wants us to be in, the things that he wants us to teach, the things he wants to teach us. And I think too, like you're talking about our actual identity and too that Oh my gosh, there's just so many things. Like we don't actually have to be striving for that. Yeah. Because he has already given us everything that we need. He's already given us our identity. He's already given us eternity. Like we don't need anything else. Everything else is just kind of a, a gift and we are entering into the purpose yeah. that he has. But like it's not something that we need to attain necessarily. So I I love that so much. Um and I think too, I wonder if a reason that the Lord doesn't lay out our whole lives before us and a whole plan is for that purpose is so that we're actually leaning on him every single day and having to recognize like my purpose is seeking you. It's loving you. It's loving other people. Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of that idea of like, he's a lamp unto our feet, but to have a lamp unto our feet, we have to follow close to see the path ahead. You know, we're that not is so good thing in front of us. So I, I just, I love that message. I love that you were talking about preparation. Um, and also oh, just what you said at the end, like how we actually already have attained it. Like we already have everything that the Lord has given us, you know? Yeah. That's so good. Okay. I have a question too, and just kind of diving into all of this. So we've really talked about how, you know, we, our purpose doesn't pause, of course. And we've talked about how we don't need to strive for those things, how like he has given us, you know, every single day we have a purpose and what we attain is in our purpose. But I think still in seasons of confusion because they do come as much as yeah. we talk about it. Like you're saying, like you've written this book and still it can feel confusing. I know <laughs> yeah. myself, it can feel so confusing too. Like I needed the words that you wrote in that book. So those seasons come, maybe it's job confusion, relationship confusion, or maybe we're just like, I don't know what the Lord has for me right now. How can we in those moments embrace the purpose that God does have for us today? Yeah. And I think we overcomplicate this sometimes, but it's yeah. really like the other night when me and my husband were talking at dinner, he said something to me that really hit me. And it, it was kind of one of those things. It's like, Oh, I did not want to hear that, but I really needed to hear that. And Will was like, Hope, if you're so focused on doing everything and trying to attain and achieve all these things. So the striving piece that you're talking about yeah. and we're talking about, he's like, you're missing out on the greatest ministry 
which you're going to make an impact more of an impact than you can ever imagine, which are, is me and Remy, your daughter and the people that you're encountering in your everyday life. And I was like, Ooh, that is so good. And I think so often we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be everything for everyone. And, and I really think it's spending time in the quiet. Like we were talking about with Joseph, like maybe he was able to just have that forgiveness and that grace that only comes from God because of the the quiet time that they spent with him. And I, I think, so when you feel confused and you feel in this place, creating space and margin for God to just come and invite him into where you are is key because I have found that there is not a single gap in your life that he cannot fill with his goodness. And so I would say step one is just create that space. And, you know, sometimes people are like, well, I don't know what to pray. I don't know how to get started. Well, you know what? In the Bible, it actually says that the Holy Spirit can pray for us on our behalf. So if you don't have the words, he does. If you don't like whatever you don't have, he has for you. And so I would say first, just like start cultivating time in your daily life, like get in the word. And one of the things I talk about in the book is like, even the Bible seems so confusing. And like, I have fallen victim of just not even reading his word because I thought it was too confusing. Yeah. And I actually talk about like, what if that's the enemy's greatest tactic? Because he knows that that is our greatest, like that's literally like our sword in this world. And like, if he can stop us from picking up our weapon, of course he's going to try to like, that's his way to win. And so I would say, create the space, invite God in, like, listen for him, seek him, get into his word, let him talk to you, even if it's just reading one verse a day, and then just seriously show up where he's placed you and don't show up like, you know, your final destination is to be, you know, king of Israel, show up like where he put you matters and where he put you is important because this place where you are is a holy assignment and you're the girl for the job. So show up like you're the girl for the job. You know, I, I feel like I've been told by mentors in the past from my corporate world, you know, like dress for success, dress for the job that you want. And like, friends, wherever you are, you may be a freaking janitor at a school. Dress like you are a child of God and come ready to love on the people around you. Like he, do you think he really cares about your title? Cause I mean, I used to live in a way where I was like, people were going to announce me and like, I lived like people would announce me in heaven. Like hope Reagan Harris, senior manager two of Walmart plus like that is how I lived because that was the title that I had all my worth. So live like when you go to heaven, there's going to be people screaming their heads off, cheering for you being like, hey, insert name here. You know, Megan, she has lived a life worthy of her calling. Welcome her, the child of God. Like that, like live in the way that you want to be known. And um, I just think there's so much to it of like, this is an assignment. And when you start viewing it as an assignment, like you're going to prepare, you're going to show up just so much differently than like, man, how do I use this as a stepping stone? Because I really want to get here. Like trust that God already knows where the next step is. And like, you just have to show up and he will lead you in his timing to the next place. Like you don't have to try to shortcut where you are today. Yeah, that's so good. I literally was just writing that down. Like everything that you were just saying one, I think it's so important actually diving into the word because 
too that is just getting to know the one who actually calls us the one who gives us purpose that's so good and so important and to showing up where he has already called you that's just so good and so important and i think that's exactly what the lord has for us like to be walking with him and showing up and being a good steward of the things he has already given us and called us to, to be faithful in however small it feels like to be faithful in the small. Yes. Um, that's so good. I remember too, years ago, um, just really wrestling with the Lord about something painful in that had happened in my family and mm -hmm. him showing me second Corinthians one and talking about how like there is pain even in purpose and we get to receive God's comfort and give that comfort. And oh, I remember so having this idea of like, all right, there is purpose even in a painful situation, realizing that means that there is purpose in everything. Like if there's purpose in something like painful and hard and even, you know, wicked, the Lord can turn that into good. Then there's purpose in all things. And I am called to live that out. I'm actually called to, you know, really day by day, like live how the Lord would call me to. There's purpose in every day, in every season, all of that. And I feel... I remember that began to shape the way that I lived all together. I was telling people on college campuses about the Lord who yeah. my heart, you know? And I feel like that just aligns so much with what you're saying of like being a good steward of where you are today and living out the assignment that he has given you today. And I love that you said that too, because this is an assignment wherever you're at. If you are home, if you're working, if you're at school, whatever that looks like in your life, the Lord has called you to where he has you for a reason. And I, I just, I love everything that you said. That's so good. That's so good. Well, I just think too, Megan, it's like so many times, if you look at your own life, God does not work in like an ABCD step one, two, three way, you know, yeah. he does things that don't always make sense. But then later you're like, man, that was actually like better preparation than I like could have imagined. And yeah. so, and, and to your point, I love how you highlight that purpose and the daily journey doesn't come short of hard stuff and pain. Like, you know, I, I think about the season of confusion, like that is probably one of the hardest seasons that you can go through. But when you come out on the other side, that confusion, that season of confusion, you'll later look and realize was your season of transformation. And when something is put under pressure, you know, like your purpose, you, you're doubting your purpose and the pressure that comes with that and the confusion and the overwhelming and the stifledness, you know, that, that is hard and God, but when it's hard, I think, and you allow God to just show up where you are, like maybe the confusion starts from a place of him pruning some of the things in your life of like, Hey, you thought that was your purpose, but actually, you know, this is who you like are. And this is what I say about you. And this is what I have done for you. Um, I think a lot of what I've at least found and what we're talking about with the purpose is I thought my purpose was pausing. Um, just because of not like from the hard things that I had focused my gaze on and God was able to say, Hey, we're not done with you yet. This story that you're, you're writing, let me take the, the pin for a little bit and I'm going to write this way better. And I'm going to take this hard that you're going through and it's going to transform you. And like you're saying, like now I'm in this season where I just want to scream to the mountaintops what God's done because mm -hmm. it was really hard, but I wouldn't trade it for the world for what he did in me like to be where I am today, you know, he took my pride. He took, um, just even things in my marriage. I was a blind side that I didn't even know we needed healing from or, um, 
just yeah. even my ego of not wanting help. Like he took all of that and was like, there's something so much better. Like you're free from these things that you're allowing yourself to hold captive to. And it it's hard to like let go of those and break chains that have already been broken for you and to, to hold things loosely. But mm-hmm. on the hard, there's something better on the other side and it's worth it. Yeah, that's so good. Hope, this is all so good. I just want to end on that note because I feel like it's such a good, like, so encouraging. I am so encouraged by you, everything that you share. And two, I feel like, you know, I have read your book and I think that it is so important for people to read, to dive into. I think it's such a powerful message. And I feel like truly like every single page, I'm like, mm, like so you're good. You're so like, sweet. <laughs> there's something in everything. So let people know when is this book coming out? Where can they get it? And all the information about Purpose Doesn't Pause. Yeah, it, okay guys. So like I also said about Megan, like best friend ever. So the book comes out October 3rd. You can buy the book um, anywhere books are sold. I actually just saw today that it's on Books A Million, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, I'm like, literally god like i'm freaking out a little bit i'm like wow i never imagined this so you guys literally just search purpose doesn't pause hope break and harris and you should be able to find it and buy it wherever you want um but also another little fun like tidbit megan like i said best friend ever she's actually going to be flying to arkansas at the end of october october 28th um my favorite like dreamy um coffee shop. It's called Onyx. They are known across the U.S., so you may have heard of them. We are actually hosting a Purposes of Pause gathering with a lot of the girls that you'll meet um, that share their stories in the book, some of the girls that have endorsed the book, and it's just going to be a night where we're making flower crowns, we're doing friendship bracelets, we're speaking encouragement over you, and so if you want to meet up in real life, um, would absolutely love for you to be there, and you can find the link to the event um, on my Instagram at Hope Reagan Harris. So whether you want to read the book or hear from us or both, we would love any of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will link that too in the show notes. But Perfect. guys, definitely, yeah, grab this book. I am, I'm so excited. I, like I said, I read it. I have also already pre-ordered it. So, Oh my gosh, Megan, like, you're so sweet. No, you guys need. And to, yes, come to this event. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see this coffee shop. Like it just has looked so glorious, everything <laughs> you shared. And just, I know that that time is going to be so sweet. So I am so stoked. Oh my goodness, Megan, thank you so much for having me on. And guys, thank you for listening. Um, If this like touched you or you've got questions, shoot me a direct message. Would love to hear from you or just send you a a virtual hug and some encouragement. I love it. I love it. Thanks, Hope, for coming on. Thanks, Megan. Isn't Hope so incredible? She is just such a sweet friend. I'm so thankful for her and her wisdom and this book that's coming out. You guys definitely go check it out and definitely come to her event. I'm so excited to be able to go down and hang out with her and hang out with you too if you come. So um, it's going to be a sweet time. But now it is time for Dear Meg. Today's Dear Meg question is this. Okay, so somebody wrote in and asked, how do you put all your anxiety on Jesus? I know I should and that he has a plan for me, but for some reason I still hold on. And I feel like this is just such an important topic because anxiety I think is something that is becoming more and more rampant, not only in culture at large, but even in Christian culture. And thankfully, anxiety is something that 
God definitely knows about. He speaks about fear and anxiety so many times throughout scripture. And oftentimes it's fear and anxiety about really big issues that we would feel like really warrant that fear and anxiety. Maybe he's telling Joshua not to fear before a battle in the Old Testament. He's telling us in Philippians not to fear and instead to pray with thankfulness, you know, and um, to think on these things, things that are good and pure. So the Lord knows about our anxiety, which is something that is so... I'm so thankful to hear about because it is something that I personally, I don't know, I mean, I guess I actually have shared this on the podcast before, but I feel like anxiety is something that I have definitely struggled with, and I am so thankful that our God is able and wanting to work in that he knows what we're going through. And so my encouragement to you would be something that I would say is the first thing, and this is something that I have really had to work through in my own life, and it might sound silly and it might sound like a duh, but I feel like it really is something important to sit with. I feel like oftentimes a reason that we don't cast our cares on the Lord, that we don't bring our anxieties to him and lay them at his feet. And this can be one reason I'm not saying that this is the reason for everybody. But I think one reason is because sometimes we forget the love of the Lord and we don't really recognize like how much the Lord actually loves and cares for us. I think sometimes we can think like, you know, he really... I don't even know, like maybe he's looking out for himself or he doesn't care that deeply about the situation that I'm in. Maybe he's not that concerned about it or he thinks that I'm silly or, you know, too much for being anxious about this thing or just anxious in general, not about anything specific, but just a general feeling of anxiety and fear. Um, And I think it's so important to really sit with, and I would encourage you to do this, go to, I think it's the BibleStudyTools.com and type in you know, talking versus talking about God's love for you and how he sees you and really allow your heart to soak in the fact that the Lord calls us to cast our anxieties on him. Number one, because he can handle it. And because actually he's the only one who can, we have no control over the situation whatsoever. We also have podcasts on this that I will link as well. I'm going to make a mental note of that right now about anxiety and also about like this need for control, but he's the only one who can actually control the things that we are anxious over those situations. But also he calls us to cast our cares and anxieties on him and to not be afraid, not only because he is able to work in the things that we're fearful of, but because he deeply cares for us. And I think when we realize that we are not just casting our anxiety on somebody who's just powerful, but we are casting our anxieties on someone who is powerful, who also loves us more than we can really imagine, more than anybody else on this planet loves us, more than we love anybody else on this planet. And sometimes we can really like sink that, let that sink in and think about that. Like he loves me more than I love my husband, more than I love my parents, more than I love my sister, my friends, and I would do anything for them. And so to know that he so deeply loves you allows us to be like, you know what? I am going to give these cares and anxieties to somebody who is more able than I am and somebody who loves me, which is so important. And you know what? The reality is that maybe the Lord is going to move in ways or allow things that we that confuse us that aren't what we would have done but we can trust and know that he has all things in control and that he loves us so much and that he promises to work all things for our good is that going to be the good that we imagine no but it does mean 
that he is with us in all of it and that he does bring beauty from ashes. And so my encouragement, one big thing I would have for you is to really remember who you are giving your anxieties to and allow that to free you up and give you rest that you're not just putting it on a shelf where you know everybody's ignoring it no you are giving it to God who is more able to handle it and who loves you so 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 deeply so that is my encouragement to you I would also just be really intentional if you're not already about bringing these things to the Lord constantly you know you said that you have you you know that he has a plan for you, but sometimes it's still hard and you want to hold on to it anyway. So I would daily really focus on, you know what, Lord, I'm going to give this to you. You know what, Lord, I'm going to give this to you every single day, multiple times a day. And really like even to something that I like to do. And I've shared this on podcasts before, too. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see. But sometimes I'll close my fist because this is what I'm doing with that anxiety or that situation or that thing I want to control. And I open up my hands as a visual representation of what I need to be doing. I am opening my hands, open heart, open hands, and I'm giving this to the Lord. So that's something that I would do too. And you know what? Also, if you're not doing this already, I would encourage you to talk to somebody about this. That's so important. Don't allow yourself to stew in this anxiety and this fear alone. I really believe that Satan loves to really jump in when we are alone, when we're not in community, when we're not sharing. As a body of Christ, we are able to and we should be bearing one another's burdens and helping one another out and building one another up. And so, you know, that's what the body of Christ is there for. And so I encourage you to do that, to go to somebody with your cares, with your burdens, somebody that you trust, somebody that loves the Lord, so that you're not sitting with all of this in your own mind and heart, never unloading that. That's so important too. So those are kind of just three things that I would encourage you with. One is realize who you are casting off your anxieties too. And then two, as well, as well, make sure that you're actually doing that every single day. And it might seem monotonous, but really, you know, be intentionally bringing this to the Lord instead of thinking that just that you should, but actually go and do that. And you might have to do that five minutes later or an hour later or the next day or the next week. But, you know, be in the practice of actually saying to the Lord, like, here's this thing that I'm anxious about. I'm praying over this. I'm giving this to you. And then, of course, the third one, too, that I'm totally blanking on. Oh, yeah, to be in community and actually talk those things out with somebody. All right, friend, that is our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the She Lives Purposely podcast. I want to encourage you to, if you are not already a bonus content subscriber, to join our bonus subscription where you get weekly bonus podcast episodes, access to all of our digital Bible studies that are in the shop for $5 each. You also get reading plans for the whole entire year and ad-free versions of these episodes, these Thursday episodes. You can get them ad-free. So none of the ads will be in there. And like I said, you also get weekly bonus episodes. So tomorrow we have a bonus She Lives Purposely podcast episode. I'm super stoked for it. I feel like this month I have been going in more of a... um, cultural kind of topical route and I am here for it and so are you guys so I'm excited but if you're not already be sure to join I'll have the link in the bio it's $5.99 a month to get all that bonus content and also just another way to support She Lives Purposely if you love this ministry if you like this podcast go on and check that out friend I love you live purposefully
live for Jesus and have a fantastic rest of your day.